Welcome everybody pew, 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 pew. to another exciting, exciting TBA show with your host who does the most, even when he makes toast. The one, the only, DJ Stones. And with me here is me. I almost lost my my Lincoln. Uh, it's me, um, the one and only, the DJ with the most style, the stylistic one, uh, the the one who has an NFT coming soon. <laughs> you have an NFT coming, coming soon? soon. I just I have a picture that I'm gonna sell. Oh. It's called an NFT. You know, there's an interesting site that allows you to make, buy, and sell NFTs. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I, I just, I just think it's dumb. But anyway, <laughs> we di- as we digress, as we digress, me, your boy, the DJ. I'm kind of forgetting my name, but the DJ, <laughs> DJ, <laughs> just to help you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, man. What up? Uh, yeah, and we have an exciting show installed for you. And we're about to start up our own startup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The startup. And we're going to sell NFTs. <laughs> you know, that's actually not a bad startup idea, eh? To sell NFTs. Yeah, so you buy them when they're superbly cheap, and then you sell them off. The day I buy an NFT is the day I probably join a Ponzi scheme also. Do you know it's one of the most expensive um, NFTs out there? Mm-hmm. It's basically a Minecraft picture of, I think, either a cat or a granny. <sighs> Art. At this point, this is just a bubble waiting to burst. There's no way we're at this point art. where we think. It's the crypto art. You know, I remember hearing someone explain it to, I don't know, some... Yes, Quentin Tarantino, my favorite director. And yeah. basically like, you know, it's an image on the internet and stuff. He's like, okay, can't you just save it from the... He's like, yeah, you can. But you know, because you have software that actually knows, uh, it looks at the back end of the image and stuff and knows that there's a specific code that's in it that makes it different and specifically yours. We know no, yours is a knockoff. He's like, so? But you still have an image, right? They're like, yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm like... Look, a, a, a nice explanation to what makes it so nice was ex- I, I was watching a YouTube video that explained it. It's like, it's like, it's like art, you know. Everybody now nowadays can have a picture of the Mona Lisa on their wall. I'm just going to Google Mona Lisa, print it out, and then put it on your wall, right? But nobody has the f- the original Mona Lisa mm-hmm. on their wall. It's only it only belongs at a museum. And if another museum wants to buy the Mona Lisa so they can have it, it's not gonna be. Two, two rand or three rand or two dollars or three dollars so i'm saying that's the same view people have on it but know? it's not technically the original artwork though the original artwork would be in the artisans technically so you see nfts basically i feel like we're now digressing the show before even the show starts nfts how it works is you actually do get the original version or the original copy of that piece of thing but what if it was physical and then converted into digital so you have the first digital copy <laughs> no but you see a lot of these things are made digitally it's not created and then printed onto it yeah you see that's that's my problem and then the value is basically exactly like how art works then. yeah and that's where the problem lies Some- so you can't you can't really call this serious because 
at least art it's physical you know a lot of effort went into creating it and a lot of it right now you say artwork i don't see nfts as art that's i think that my biggest problem yeah. you've seen them this is not art i think okay art is abstract so never mind no it's not that art is abstract but you look at the pieces and would you consider that beautiful yeah if you if you, you got the digital copy the first digital copy of the mona lisa it's a beautiful piece i would like flip that's sick now you have a chimp I'm like, ah, have you seen that's one of the most expensive art pieces? It's yeah, a red no, square. It's abstract. It's, a it's beautiful to some, but a chimp is like uh, what you, you what you described as the most expensive one NFT. One of the most expensive NFT. That's just a hype. <laughs> yeah, you I can't know, lie. Yeah, that's just is, because that's of hype. I'm hype. just like, because like there's another interesting um, thing that's happening where you it's called D apps. Going more into depth in it when we when you speak about decentralized web and stuff, right? But basically, there's an app on there where it's a cat game where you can buy a cat, right? Which is basically an NFT. Yeah, I, right? I think I remember that. And what can happen now is with the rainbow up, it's uh, yeah. With the the rainbow shooting out. No, no, is no, no. This is it's, it's like a card game basically. Oh. Right? But you can buy a you buy a cat, mm-hmm. right? Or you can mine a cat, and basically you get this NFT. And the older the generation of cats you have, the most more expensive the cat gets. So if this game goes on for maybe a hundred generations down of cats get get created, mm-hmm. your cause of how rare your cat becomes, it becomes more expensive. So now what can happen though is that you can now can, you can I can now lend you my cat so that your cat and my cat can create a new cat. Hmm. And now because of how rare my cat was, the value of your cat, of your the cat that the kitten has created is now more than the normal ones in their generation. What's going to now happen now, because now it's still in its early stages, right? What's going to happen later on, if it goes as far as it's predicted to go, you're going to have a lot of specific generation of cats which are now going to become collectibles. And people are going to be willing to spend a lot. Like right now, first generation Pokemon cards go for close to a grand or two. Yeah, but those are physical objects. You see, that's what my, my problem so I think lies, the, the, is the fact that it's not physical. You could you could forget your wallet key and things like that. And for me, I'm just like, imagine that happens. You finally yeah. get the NFT you're saving up for, or like the value increased, but you forget your wallet. I'm like, at least for a Pokemon trading card, you can actually play. There's still there's still the aspect of playing the game. There's still I don't the think aspect. people would buy they won't, but they play. can. Yeah. Look, and they still have the physical Before we go, we go to the music break and actually go to what we're supposed to be speaking about, yeah. just the last thing I, what, what, what I found interesting, and it's now me also now going a bit negative on this whole, the whole, uh, basically called, called Web3, right? It's quite funny how we've gone away from a paper age, you know, where you need to write things down because now, you know, you put it on, the inter- you put it on your computer because you might forget it, right? Mm. Where we're now going th- basically 360 back to write it down on a paper, put it in a safe, because if anything happens to your PC, you need to know that you can, you're able to get that back. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's quite crazy. Quite crazy. Because I, I recently signed up for, for one of these Web3 stuff and then they, like one, one of these wallets for crypto and stuff. And they basically said, make sure you write these key, these key phrases in different places or the safest places to write it down on paper and put it in a safe. Yeah. I was like, but. Yeah, that kind of defeats the purpose. Isn't that why we came on the internet? Yeah. But anyway, before we carry on uh, about NFTs, listen to this nft track because it's originally on here i tried to segue i failed I failed horribly on my segue listen to this track
Welcome back, welcome back, and yeah, we are looking at the startup culture. Yeah. So, like in the recent years, it's not new. It's not yeah, new. Nothing under the sun. Nothing under the sun is new. But basically, in the recent years, what's been happening is that we've been getting a lot of startups. So, for those out there who don't know what a startup is, it is starting up a business. I don't know if did I miss anything. 
<laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you just describe a startup as a starting up a business? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. So you couldn't. You know, you know, in English, you wouldn't, you'd get no mouse for that. Answer. I know, cause I use the word. It's the worst description. What is, what actually is startup culture? So basically, what a startup is, right? What we, what we first need to understand is what a startup is, and a startup is basically you coming and you are you are creating you are creating a business, a business or a business in by trying to solve a problem. a problem that you see. Yeah, and but then. I think most of it, most of startups are basically started in such a way. I think that's what's interesting for me and how the whole startup culture and this business starting is very different. So business starting was basically, okay, um, we see a piece of land. There's a far, there's, there's, there's like, okay, we have a farm there. Yeah. We're just going to create a business from this and like go to market with it. Mm-hmm. So what was interesting for me with startup culture is basically most of the time it was a person or indiv- a, a couple of individuals would find a problem, begin to solve that problem, and realize that they're starting to make money from it. Yeah, and that's how it be it, it, it come to a place where they have to start a business. I, I always thought that was interesting with it, and I guess that's also what made it. I think also now it's not that there's more startups or more startups being created. It's just that startups are the cool thing to do. It's yeah. cool to be an entrepreneur. Yes. And I think that's also a problem, but I'll get into that later. And just some interesting stats. So this is basically from StartupRanking.com, right? The amount of startups per country. So guess what is the leading country for startups? Take a wild guess. It's the, it's the, it's the land of the free. Atlantis. I don't get it. I'm slow. It's just yeah, I know you're very slow. It's a rough, it's a rough day. It's a rough day indeed. Yeah, yeah. So it is man. It's man United. Wow. It's man United. <laughs> it is <laughs> United. The land States. of the startups, man United. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not a sponsor. Not a sponsor indeed. United States has currently sixty nine thousand seven hundred and twenty two startups this year. That's insane. That is insane. Followed by Indian with eleven thousand startups. What's the lowest on the list? I feel like nobody really cares and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, like up until they've heard the first and the last. Niger with one startup. <laughs> <laughs> one startup. Uh. They are currently tied with Chad, who's not here. Uh. With one startup. He's running uh, his yeah, startup. He's running his startup. <laughs> wow, that one. Is that one. <laughs> Burundi, Chad. Uh, a lot of African countries, basically. You know, I was going to say something about that, but I'll also get into that later. Okay. Because what's interesting, okay, I'll say that, I'll, I'll say something about it now. What's interesting about yes. that is that the people, the countries that are high on the charts and the low on the charts, what you notice is that low on the charts is the African countries. Yeah. Which is interesting because the African countries, you think with all the resources and just a sheer amount of people there. Yeah. Because when you look at the U.S., not not just the U.S., but just North America, South America, which yeah. probably dominate the list in Europe, and you look at Africa and I think your Asian countries also, yeah. with just a population from bas- uh, basic statistics, yeah. you'd think that there'd be more, um, how do I put it, startups. But yeah, it's just interesting thing to, to see note. Yeah. Mostly on that side. I think one of the contributing factors to it is that the biggest industry in the whole startup market and this whole startup culture is basically um, technology. It's IT. So the country with the most amount of startups is America. And when you look at the startups that are in America, right, the, the first one is uh, Piss, 
PixArt. Yeah. I was about to say it's so wrong. PixArt, right? Which is basically an editing app and creative community. Yeah. And then you look at the, the, the other one, it's Coursera. So this is ranked number two in the world. Yeah. The next one is Coursera, which is ranked number four in the world, which is an IT company. Mm-hmm. Then the third ranked one, which is globally ranked number 11, is Treehouse, which is an online learning platform. Then the fourth one, which is ranked 14th in the world, is um, Hacker, HankerRank, which is an online platform and social media. Hmm. Right? Then the fi- their fifth one is Instachart, which is, guess what? An online platform. So I don't know if you're getting this. You see, if you're seeing here that it's it's the reason for it is that majority of them are just technology companies. And these countries, these countries that have the most startups and the best startups also have the best internet, have the, the best, um, what's the term? Infrastructure around that. I computer guess. literacy rate. They have the highest computer literacy rates. I don't even think it's just a computer literacy. I think it's a literacy rate. I think you've got a spot. The literacy rate, actually. And also, yeah, the literacy. And I the, think the, if you the, just the look at it from that perspective, because computer literacy is cool, because look at the, 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 the third on the list. Yeah. It's Coursera, if I'm, not, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm mistaken, just correct. Yeah, the fourth globally and second. It's Coursera, which is an online learning platform. Yeah. So I think what we, gen- what we genuinely lack would be literacy in the standpoint of, okay, if you have basic literacy, yeah. you can learn all the skills that are necessary to get far in the world that we live today. I think that's what's interesting about startup culture. Yeah. So, because even now, if you look at if we if we if we had more data in that aspect, we'd actually find that a lot of the people who started these startups are either dropouts or people didn't go to school for the thing that they're busy with right yeah. now. And I think that's what's awesome about startup culture. But I'm not here to 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 toot uh, startup culture's horn. You are. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give it the flag it deserves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then in that case, I have to give it its good things. I think what's also nice about startup culture is that it basically promotes more business it promotes more startups because you look at a company like and i are probably going to get slack for the company choice i'm going to use we work you know because of the fact or because of the amount of startups that are popping up and the, the the price of property especially in america we work provided them to get like they would buy the building and they'll provide you office space and a shared office space and a lot of these startup companies would actually then rely on WeWork for company space. And obviously now with COVID hitting and stuff, uh, it, it destroyed that type of market over there. And obviously bad management. But WeWork was not the only one that did that. But, you know, companies now came in because now with a lot of startup companies, it, it, basically, it basically then brought a new problem to be solved, which then brought up a new startup, you know. And you look at the different... It's basically also pushes the industry it's in like you i, I you look at the the arrow the space stuff i lost the, the actual term right the the space stuff okay and you look at the the little startup companies that have actually that have formed around that mm-hmm. and basically what was nice was I was, re- I was watching a i was watching a documentary about one and how they started up was that they basically outsourced a lot of their work they outsourced a lot of their work to other little smaller companies that then help them develop what they are today. Hmm. I don't know if you want to give any flack on these these points. These very um, well. I I, you know, I always have flack. Um, so I think the first thing for me is 
not everyone should just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something yeah. and startup culture has created this mindset that everyone should be doing something in that scene we're starting a new company finding this great idea that's going to make you millions but the problem that comes in that is that people do and sometimes it's, it is great ideas people come up with yeah sometimes they tweak something that's already been there and they yeah. start something but the problem is they think it's easy and that's the problem we've made it so that it looks as if it's um i remember i was listening to something yesterday where like the way people are we're, we're programmed to to think that an easy fix is always the best one so yeah. at school it was always the thing of okay you can do your homework or you can ask your friend to give you their homework who you know is smarter than you and you get that homework done like that or you'll see that with ponzi schemes that happened that started in the 80s and the 90s yeah. you look at things like mlms multi-level marketing schemes yeah. you look at the boom of foreign exchange and the scams around that and yeah. what you see is that people want to make a quick buck and the problem is they don't understand the work that comes in that all these yeah. things can be legitimate but because people don't want to put in the work it never works out and i feel like that's the problem it's promoted the culture of okay you can start a startup you should start a startup but they don't uh, you don't understand how much work is put into it you look at the greatest business people who have in the world they don't have lives a lot of them i think if people understood the detriments to owning their own business being an entrepreneur having a startup a lot of them wouldn't do it i don't even recommend it for most people yeah i remember i was having a conversation because i've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and i was having a conversation with someone and they're like no i want to have you know a family and do this and do this and have time for all of that i'm like you know having an eight and a nine to five wouldn't be that bad yeah because you can get to do all your work make a good amount of money and still have time for all of that yeah. time for hobbies look uh, there's a uh, one of my my mentors basically are on is an, is an entrepreneur and he still has time for cycling he still has time to do so many things right i'll stop you right there i know yeah. what you're talking about but look at the point he is at as an entrepreneur yes 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 so no, i'm about to get, i was about to get to something i'm not disagreeing with your point completely mm-hmm. I think it also comes down to now this is also where the problem of these startups come in. You know, with him it took it took him time to basically build what he has. A lot of these people they rush the process, you know, they get 1 million or 2 million series A funding. And now the pressure is on, you know? Yep. The pressure is on. And what basically happens is now you have to you have to basically what would take you 2 3 years to build you need to build it in half that time because the funding is here and people now want to see the results and that's how it's been pitched and the problem is and I was I, was, I saw some where they basically say that's the toxicity that comes out of the startup culture where a lot of these young entrepreneurs basically ruin the taste of entrepreneurship because they rush the process yeah and it goes down to what you were saying about getting the quick buck you know And yes there's a process to 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 get to to where where he where that 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 uh Romero was telling you about where he got to. It wasn't just an overnight success. It wasn't just a he built this. Yep. And yes there was a lot of time that was sacrificed. But I can tell you right now that it's not nearly the time that the startup the startup culture people are going for. Cuz startup is like I said startup is basically it's anyone who's starting in a finite form it's anyone who starts up a business. Mm-hmm. So you're starting up your own business to solve a specific problem, right? 
or you're doing a you can have a startup project where it's not really start your b- entire business but basically you're just wanting to complete a project you know and 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 the culture that's now been built around it is now mostly around making a quick buck like you say mm. and that there is an issue but i don't think where i now this is where i disagree right i don't think that as an entrepreneur you give up as much as people generally think you do i don't believe that the amount of time people think is given is actually given i don't know if i make you look at you look at somebody like um elon musk who is the one of the most hard working people right now and he still makes a lot a lot of time for family some people actually even i don't know where he gets that time from but it's there a lot of his saturdays actually spent with his with his children but you see i feel like you're having a fundamental misunderstanding of my point mm. it's a thing of now you're not differentiating between what is a startup and what is an actual business you keep you're making examples mm. of actual businesses no, that have worked out a startup is is classified as a business in its first maybe five more i think at max seven years of being like from an idea to an actual business mm. so that's that's why it's called a startup yeah so in that phase Yes, it requires a lot of your time. No, it's it like does. raising an infant. It does require a lot of your time. You cannot say that, yeah, when, uh, yeah, look at children now. They're 18. I, I never even see my child. They're fine. Of course, they're 18. But now you have to look at it from the perspective of in the beginning, the initial phases, a lot of the drawbacks of it are not worth it for a lot of people. And that's my point. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just that people just need to, because I feel like we forcibly, pushed people in this direction yeah. without speaking about the detriments and speaking of the whole um venture capital what i wanted to say about that is that i feel like that's a good direction that we're going into but the problem is because now these venture capitals venture capitalists have understood how the culture has worked out and that a lot of people have great ideas but they're not willing to put in the work and the time required to, to, to go through that seven years of not making profit, things like Twitter and, and all of that. What they do is things like pump and dumps, which you see in crypto, you see in like trading, you see in a lot of things. And I think it's, it's always been a thing where what they would what do... What are pump and dumps? Forgetting not everyone... Yes, yes, I was going to explain that. So what they would do in an aspect, in a business sense, would be, okay, I look at your company, you have this great idea, I fund you and I get... I get you to the point where your idea is good enough that you have a small market, a small niche, and you're making some money. Yeah. I, get, I just get you to the point where you have an initial public offering. That's basically listing for the, fir- for the first time on a stock exchange. Yeah. That's where most companies want to get to because yeah. now your, your, your shares are publicly traded. And then they get you to that point. They get you listed, and now people buy shares, obviously. And then they, draw, they dump all of them. They sell everything that they own in you, and they just take their returns back. And what leaves companies, what the problem that leaves the, the companies with now is that, okay, now you're listed on a stock exchange or whatever, mm. but now your share price, which is probably the most important thing to a publicly traded company, is horrible, horrible. because now yeah. they sold a lot. Yeah. And that obviously tanks the price. Mm. And I think that's where another problem in my mind comes because now this is becoming normal because we've seen that on a yeah. couple of examples before. And even with the whole stock market, you see things like WeWork where because people have a fundamental misunderstanding of the kind of business it was, hmm. 
they can make up these crazy valuation numbers and yeah. get a lot of funding and get all, and 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 then things come out like Theranos, things like WeWork. We've seen multiple yeah. examples of this where now people realize no, this isn't what we thought it was. The product yeah. wasn't what it was. Product didn't exist in Ther- <laughs> Theranos. Is, uh, Still a crazy person. Uh, that's like an amazing story, yeah. but it just shows you that I think we just don't have an understanding of what we're doing right now and that kind of scares me yeah. because this is just how a bubble is created. Yeah, no, I hear you, right? Just to quickly go back to my earlier on point, I don't think you understood what I was saying. Because mm-hmm. remember, the first part I contrasted with what you're saying about startups. Then I went to entrepreneurs like themselves mm-hmm. overall. Hence why I say that with entrepreneurs, sometimes I think we, 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 we think that they use up more time than they actually, or I, we think that they, I even forgot the point now. But yes, that point was for entrepreneurs. For startups alone, was the, the first point I made. But basically, just to move on, um, I think with what you're saying can also be seen in the first few years of, of a company like Facebook, you know, when yes. they were still a startup. Because yes. they were offered a lot of money by different, uh, different companies, yeah. you know? And basically, you see... I think what was cool with them is that these companies kind of try to rely on the fact that um, um, the owners of Facebook, whoever they are, were inexperienced. were inexperienced and didn't understand the value of their product. Yeah. And I guess that's the, the 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 other side of that argument. Where it's like, okay, they can use that to their advantage. Luckily, yeah. you know, the Zuck didn't. He didn't sell. And now we have the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, continue with your point. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's like that. It's that thing where what you're talking about, whereby these guys will come in, they'll give them a whole lot of money. These guys will just see the money. These guys will just see the money and then they would they would take that and then later on they get dumped. Yeah. Whereby if they took what f- the approach Facebook took, whereby they only took a lot of money from like Microsoft yeah, and wasn't a huge amount of shares. Just funding you know? basically. And right. basically when they got to a point of being public, even if even if uh, Microsoft pulled away, it was not gonna really hurt them that much. Yeah. You know, and I guess that is that's the overall point. But another point to be made is that we are at the end of the show. Yes, and I hope we've made our point. To you, yeah. as I point at you, because you made a nice joke. Yes, 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 to the but listeners. But f- from us, the pointers. Yeah. Point DJ, of order. Point of order. We are signing out. Peace.
www.activefm.co.za Don't stop, don't hesitate Find, follow and enjoy us on all our different platforms You don't want to miss out Active FM Radio has never been better